0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of My First Sketch. I'm Josh Hyam. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or on SoundCloud, and you can get it automatically. If you like the Stitcher app, you can find it there as well. It'd be really cool if you rate it five stars and leave a review on whatever platform you choose. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash myfirstsketch. Follow along on Twitter at sketch. Head to MyFirstSketch.com where I'll post any of the videos we talk about on today's episode. Any questions, thoughts, recommendations, feel free to email me at josh at MyFirstSketch.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. This past June, Girl Brain came to Philly Sketch Fest and absolutely crushed it. You can go into the archives available at MyFirstSketch.com and listen to my chats with the other two members of Girl Brain, Kaylee Suliak and Ellie Heath, in episodes 115 and 122 respectively, But today, we finish off the trio with today's guest, Allison Dicey. This weekend, Girl Brain is heading to CFL Sketchfest in Orlando, Florida, to perform Saturday, September 21st in the 5 p.m. block. Allison's first sketch is called First Date Home Buyer. In it, we gender swap the roles because Allison originally played the guy role when Girl Brain first performed the sketch. So she reads the male role and I read the female role. So let's go to the sketch. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed myself.
1: Yeah, me too. I had such a nice time.
0: But really, I have to get up early, so I should head out.
1: Can I walk you home?
0: Oh, that's nice, but I'm good. I'm going to catch an Uber.
1: Listen, I had such a good time. Well, it's just, you're super cool and I love talking to you. (laughs)
0: I love talking to you too. And thanks so much for the drinks. You really didn't have to pay.
1: Oh, it's nothing. Listen, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question.
0: You had a question you wanted to ask me?
1: Yes, yes, I sure did. First off, have you been to those new developments just west of 109?
0: No, I don't think so. Maybe I drove by? What's with them?
1: Well, first off, they're just great. Sensible layout, lots of space, you know, there's uh, north-facing windows, the balconies. There's like a 22-square-inch hardwood floor. heated. I
0: I hadn't noticed.
1: I just wanted to let you know if you'd be into buying some property together. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. No, I mean, it's a really great time to buy. This is an amazing opportunity. Oh, you're serious? Well, I was thinking if you're interested in starting up a family, we could get that out of the way first, and then we'd have the house all set up.
0: Oh, are you super religious?
1: Not at all. Why? Uh,
0: Is is it a sex before marriage thing?
1: What? What you doing later?
0: (laughs) Sorry, I don't get this.
1: What not to get? It's a great deal. We go 50-50.
0: This is our first date, and you're asking me to buy a house with you?
1: Fine. 60-40. I just landed a contract.
0: Well, thank you for the generous offer, but I actually love my place and I'm not planning on moving anytime soon, so I'm gonna be going, but good luck with everything. He is left alone on stage huffing and puffing for several moments.
1: Fine, I'll do it with my sister. She asked me first anyway. Hey, Allison. Hey, Josh.
0: All right. Tell me about this sketch. Tell me about first date home buyer.
1: Yeah, this one's based on um, <laughs> something that happened to me when I was a little younger.
0: A a date asked if you wanted to buy property together, like early, yeah. like first date or?
1: first, Actually, first date. Yeah. What? So I know, right?
0: Okay, and so- I think,
1: like, um, maybe now I would be better at, at finding the subtlety in in the cover in the joke of it all but, uh where I would try to be. But this one is pretty like over the head.
0: Mm. <laughs> I- I'm still like, w- like how did the date go that well? That buying property was immediately like, I'm so confused by this.
1: Yeah, so was I. And that's why (laughs) that whole, like, um, oh, and this actually happened. I asked, like, oh, are you, like, is this sex before marriage thing? Like, trying to figure it out. And he just kept saying, no, no, I'm just, I want to buy a place. And if this is going to go further, then it would make sense. Let's do it. (laughs) And then he ended up buying it with his sister.
0: (laughs) Uh, All of this is just so weird to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right. So, so I don't have to ask where the sketch came from. Like since it came from a real life situation, uh, you mentioned that it was on the first girl brain show. So how did it go?
1: <laughs> I guess it, it went really well within the context of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we've gotten better at making our scenes a bit shorter and getting to the point faster.
0: Which is funny. Cause I feel like this is a, a fairly short thing to begin with anyway. Like
1: it is, yeah. I feel like it, it meanders around the point quite a bit. <laughs> if I were to rewrite it, I think I don't know. I was also like a lot of my sketches at that time came out as very angry.
0: Okay. Because
1: I wanted to write about my experience like some of the most ridiculous experiences I've had with men. And I don't know. I guess I had some anger around that, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, these aren't funny. This is uh, some of these are not funny." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You can write angry all you want. Just you know, you have to make sure that there's something funny in there too. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. And this one is more like, "Oh, it's funny because what? Yeah. What?
0: Yeah, it's such a bizarre. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm I'm still like gobsmacked <laughs> that this happened for real."
1: i know. Right? <laughs> I think if i would write it again i would maybe figure out a, a way to like build up the the tension of like oh are they gonna go home together right and maybe maybe she would be more into it just to make him a bit more relatable and then when she's like okay like maybe we should go home together um then he brings out the oh no no I wanted to ask if you wanted to buy property with
0: right me. not yeah
1: it's still just so weird <laughs> it's kind of crazy out of left field
0: yeah it is it is and I think yeah maybe maybe being cool with the the night continuing yeah and then that curveball of hey let's buy property
1: oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> um all right, so uh before we dive into uh girl brain, uh what were you into growing up? What made you laugh?
1: Um <laughs> I I was a big Simpsons nut. I love The Simpsons mm-hmm. and Seinfeld. Those were my two like the backbone of my comedy, I guess.
0: Do you have like a like a favorite era of The Simpsons? Or oh, like favorite God. episodes?
1: Uh, some of my favorite Simpsons moments: uh, <laughs> uh, Homer, Homer saying the the gym. You remember this one? And he yeah. goes, Gaim. what's the gym?" Yeah. And then he walks in and sees all the equipment.
0: Oh, oh good time! Um, yeah. That's,
1: <laughs> or such a weird episode, <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the episode. Um, I love Bart. I love Bart and all his escapades and, uh, Ralph, Ralph and his relationship. (laughs) Um, I'm just having like so many flashbacks to good ones. Like (laughs) Lisa with bleeding gums. Remember that one? He was there for a while, but
0: whenever the Simpsons comes up, I'm always curious because it's been on for like almost my entire Mm -hmm. adult. I mean, my entire life. And people say yeah. that it hasn't been good in forever, and like,
1: I stopped watching it when. And I, I
0: feel like it's a very real thing too, is that people just move on and.
1: Well, it was like on after school, At like six o'clock, like right before dinner or whatever. Like I was allowed to watch it with my brother, mm-hmm. so we watched it every day. Um, but then now that like next. Netflix is a thing. I'm not going to go search for the Simpsons unless I really have like a nostalgic.
0: Yeah. Thing. Occasionally if I'm flipping through and I see it online, if I see it on TV or something, I will watch it. And I think it's going on like the, the new Disney thing. So
1: really like remake. No, like
0: the, the full like series is going to go on the Disney plus streaming thing. Oh, introducing cut since, you know, Disney now owns Fox and owns everything under the yeah. world. Um, yeah, so, and then I always ask Canadians uh, because I'm, you know, so curious because it's just, you know, it's just this whole other country. Is there something, like, of Canadian pop culture or comedy that you would recommend to an American?
1: Uh, well, I know you know Baroness Sketch. Mm-hmm. You talked to Kaylee about it. But they are so freaking hilarious. Um, and there's, there's a couple other shows right now that are just, like, Taking CBC by Storm. It's so good. Um, uh, what's it called? Shits Creek is really mm-hmm. funny with Eugene Levy and, and his son and um, Catherine O'Hara. And um, Working Moms is really great right now. I think... Have you seen that? I think it's on Netflix down here, I think. It's some of the same writers that worked on Baroness.
0: So I, I think... Oh, what's her name? She did a couple episodes as on it's always sunny um i think it's katherine reitman oh
1: yeah is that the main girl i think i I think
0: i think she's ivan reitman's daughter right i think okay i think it's katherine i don't
1: know (laughs) know.
0: um yeah okay i should check it out yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so then uh how do you get to sketch comedy then like
1: like I, I went to acting school. I wanted, and I still want to be like a Shakespearean actor. Do
0: you have a favorite Shakespearean role, <laughs> or something that you'd want to do?
1: Um, when I'm a bit older, I think Queen uh, Queen Margaret, and Richard the Third, be a dream role. She's a really badass, scary lady.
0: Okay. I'm so unfamiliar um, with his histories. Like,
1: I'm. I've been getting more and more into the histories
0: these days
1: i would love to play prince Hal in henry the fourth yeah it's a dude yeah. but he's cool, cool wily like gets into trouble and in, in that one mm. later on he becomes more serious okay. um, <laughs> he has lots of escapades with his pal falstaff
0: okay i, I know of falstaff
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, I think
0: I there. think in high school like here in America or at least you know in my experience that we we really focused on the tragedies. So obviously it was like Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason I really hooked into King Lear. Like that was my oh. go-to favorite one.
1: Yeah, cuz you get to stay faster. So, <laughs> whenever <laughs> there's
0: like a, a new <laughs> adaptation that comes out, like I'm all about it. I'll, Although I'm not cool. a big fan of the one they just did with Anthony Hopkins, I
1: haven't seen that they, one yet. I
0: think the BBC and Amazon like co-produced it. And I, if you're familiar with cool. the play, like um, Edgar and Edmund, the the brothers, the ones the bastard, mm-hmm. the ones the legitimate son, they have, they have a fight yeah. or they you know a duel late in the show in the in the play, and mm-hmm. in this production for some reason they do an MMA fight. And it's just what? so bonkers and bizarre to me. Like, it's just... It just completely kills the rest of the, the thing for me. Yeah. It's, it's weird.
1: Yeah. Sometimes that's, like, the the fight with Shakespeare, trying to make it more relatable or more modern-day or whatever. But then it's just like, why? Why did you have to go and
0: Yeah, like it's It's it? <laughs> so weird.
1: Sometimes it works.
0: <laughs> the rest of it's great. Uh, like, it's... Um, Oh, I'm completely blanking on her name. Uh, it's Anthony Hopkins as Lear, uh, Florence Pugh as uh, Cordelia. What's her? Oh, Thompson. What's her first name? Emma. Yeah, Emma. Tom- I, for some reason, I kept thinking Anna. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson's. Uh, I think Regan. Like, there's some really awesome people in it. Just that MMA fight at the end.
1: I have to watch. This.
0: Bonkers. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Shakespearean actor.
1: Well, like... okay, so, um, yeah. I have a Shakespeare company, not just me, but me and a few others. Um, we run a company called Thou Art Here Theatre, and it's a Shakespeare in site-specific places company. So
0: like, be like, how not, do you mean?
1: Like much do, but nothing. We would do it in a mansion, so the audience would follow us around upstairs and into the bedrooms and into the yard and stuff. Or we okay. do like uh, fight scenes from Shakespeare in a park or a, uh, the train station or a parking lot. Um, we'd do like, we did a play called The Falstaff Project. And it was an adaptation of Henry IV. Um, and we did it in this like really cool punk rock music venue. It was so cool. <laughs>
0: So totally pushing like the experience yeah. of the play and or or creating experience out of the play.
1: Yeah, and like then you're like so immediate with the audience because it's it's like a to most people these days it's it's uh, like a foreign language almost. It, oh, like, very yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> if you're not like ingrained in it, if you haven't been reading it every day, um, like if my family can, comes to see a Shakespeare play, they're like, I. I caught most of it, but in, um, in our way of doing it, like you're standing right next to your audience members. And usually it's a smaller audience of like maybe 20. So you can literally like look them in the eyes and make sure that they're following the story. And if not, like you can catch them up. You have that opportunity of being in your own way of sort of improvising, making sure that they come along the journey with you. It's a lot like street performing in a way. Mm. Right there with them, and there's there's no hiding at that fourth wall,
0: <laughs> right. yeah, okay, so like, in this kind of theater, the th- the fourth wall is almost completely gone.
1: Yeah, basically, like there's still um and we're we're Canadian, we're very polite. There's still like um all those constructs like, you know, giving the actor's space, not touching them and um, following them. So there's sort of a contract of, like, hey, if you want to enjoy the play, go where you can hear it, go where you can see it, uh, but but stay out of their way, basically.
0: <laughs> right. It's yeah. it's. You have the invitation to break the fourth wall, but the audience does doesn't necessarily. Yeah, like, unless
1: unless you're like asking them a direct question or making. Sometimes we make uh, an audience member <laughs> a role in the play, like mm. wear a costume or be involved in some way, which some people love, some people hate.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, like, you go to school for acting. Yeah. How do you fall into sketch comedy, which I feel can be considered, like, the bastard child of performance? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Some of my friends have, uh, <laughs> have made a point of telling me that. Um, I don't think so at all it's an opportunity to get my work on stage and I get to write all my own stuff. I get to perform all the characters that I've always wanted to. Um, so all it all started just with Kaylee and Ellie and I sitting around kind of talking about, about auditioning. How, like How- the three of us always go out for the same parts. We're always like directing.
0: Mm. How did you guys meet?
1: So, Ellie and I met doing a fringe theater tour of a play called Guernica, based off of Picasso's painting Guernica. Okay. Um, uh, And so, we went to a lot of uh, Western Canadian cities on this tour, and we ended up at the Vancouver Fringe, uh, where Ellie was living at that time, so I stayed with her, and we just became best friends. And uh, I think I stayed with her for, like, a week. And then, like, two years later, she moved to Edmonton. And we were, like, just picked up where we left off and became, like, best friends. Um, Kaylee and Ellie have been friends since they were kids. And they went to to college together. Uh, They went to drama camp together when they were kids. Um, So
0: Adorable.
1: I, I know, right? They're so cute. I met Kaylee through LA, basically.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. So uh, the three of you are talking about auditions and...
1: Yeah, and um, I don't know, I, I was starting to feel like whenever I went into an audition room that I was trying to be someone that I'm not, like sort of playing this guessing game with the director of like, who should I be today? Like, I'm going to pretend that I'm whatever you want. Right. And it's just like it's so silly to do because you're never going to read their minds. And actually, the best thing in theory would be just to like show them exactly who you are. And then they can say, oh, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Or no, thanks. That's not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I ended up like and we all sort of agreed like, oh, we're always trying to be something that we're not. And it's really starting to toy with my head. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that and just like the funniest stories about going on dates and stuff, sitting around being the loudest ones at the restaurant because we're just like laughing at each other's crazy stories. Um, and then we're like, we should, we should write this down. We should like write a play or something. But like, what? Maybe we should do sketch comedy. Like I don't know. It was all just in the in the air we were had been talking about it and then my really good friend byron was opening up opening up a, a new comedy venue called the grindstone um and we actually didn't really have a comedy club other than yuck yucks in edmonton that did improv sketch comedy stand up even like burlesque and musical theater and all that stuff so once that opened he was looking for people to do like a regular monthly show and I was actually in a hot tub with him and my other friend Ben and some other people, I think. And, <laughs> and when he was like, Oh yeah, man, I got to get some more people. <laughs> I was like, I have something, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you can open a you can open a space all you want, but if you don't have acts to, to fill it, like it's. Yeah. It's just an empty building at times. Like, and, and I think good. he had
1: a lot of improvisers which is awesome but he wanted to fill it out more more like roundedly with people who actually knew how to put on a well-rehearsed like tight show and and that's like exactly what we wanted to do our shows are like more like plays well, um, like I mean, it's, it's rehearsed it's sketch
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so how like i mean you talked about the three of you getting together and thinking about, oh, let's write a play. Let's how do you settle on sketch comedy as like the forum for what you're doing?
1: I guess it just opened itself up to us, like with the grindstone opening and, and Byron giving us that opportunity. Um and also Ellie had written Sketch before. Right. She's in a trip yeah. in Vancouver called the Sweater Zeppelins. And um so she had that background. I don't even remember how exactly it came up, but it just like it just made sense. Okay. And all of our little stories were like vignettes. Right. Like we, we're gonna write a whole play.
0: So, girl brain starts up. Mm-hmm. How did like? Do you have a specific memory of how the the term girl brain came to be?
1: Um, it's something that Kaylee says all the time. <laughs> okay. She's like, oh, I had girl brain uh, or um, usually relating to doing something, something silly or like thinking about something way too in depth. And then you realize like, oh my God, like it wasn't a big deal at all. Um, sort of like <laughs> the, the way that you might be like, oh, he hasn't texted me back in like four hours. I have girl brain. So that was like the way that Kaylee used it. I really like it because it can be it can be the exact opposite of that as well. Like it can be I'm so badass and smart, I have girl brain. It can be like, I just changed a tire and chopped some wood and I'm so awesome. I have girl brain. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it can be empowering, um, and it can be silly at the same time.
0: Yeah, it, it's you can definitely play with the connotations. Within it, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you mentioned he hasn't texted me in four hours. Like, I mean, there's a part of me like four hours. That's like, that's when people are getting annoyed. Like, just at four hours. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: That that's nothing. (laughs) Especially if you get the red receipt. Oh my god, that would drive me crazy.
0: Yeah, I learned long ago to turn off the red receipts. (laughs) Yeah, me too. <laughs> cuz yeah, I mean, I guess cuz I definitely now that you say it that way, like I definitely had that thing of like, oh, you I saw that you read this. All right. There's a there's a step 2 here, like <laughs> you have to respond. <laughs> like
1: Exactly. Uh, but I do that all the time
0: too. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. So, uh if if someone listening to this has never seen Girl Brain, tell yeah. me about a Girl Brain show.
1: Okay. <laughs> How do I explain it?
0: What, what could um, someone expect from so Girl Brain?
1: Three, three funny ladies, um, talking mainly about their experience, uh, dating, uh, friendships, um, working our battle with maybe, um, being an equal in our society and all the funny parts of that. Like it's, it's, it's not like we're preaching or lecturing you on, on this subject, but, um, we try and, we try and laugh about some of the, the hypocrisies in our society, um, and make us question what's up with that. Uh, we, we're all about empowering each other and saying, Hey, you're special and, and weird and that's cool and you should try and just embrace that and be yourself. So um, no matter who we are, and and really like gender, it, it's it's not really about what your gender is, because there's lots of people of all genders that enjoy a girl brain show. It's just about like how you are um, unique. Mm. And, and what's special about you and often what's like weird about you and how that's really cool. And we should just all be weirdos.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the um, hallmarks for girl brain, from what I understand, from what I know, from what I've seen of you all, uh, I think you, you all do it more live than I think a lot of other live acts do. uh, You have like recurring bits and recurring. um, Yeah. Scenes that you do month in month out. Like, how, yeah. did, how did that decision come yeah, across to, to do that
1: um it's just what we enjoy writing really like uh the anxiety and depression characters they like instantly became a fan favorite like we would have people writing to us and saying like that's how I feel and those characters wouldn't it be funny if those characters showed up when you were like at the doctor's office wouldn't it be funny if they showed up when they- when you were like in line at the supermarket like I don't know like so I play depression. Kaylee plays anxiety, and Ellie's always like in a pretty like regular day to day situation. And they just like bombard her with all of their <laughs> little like angel, devil on your shoulder, telling you things. Except they're both the devil.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting like, especially with that that sketch like interesting dichotomy of like instead of having an angel and a devil. Just having these two forces that aren't for good yep. trying to escalate and ruin everything that's happening.
1: And uh, sometimes Ellie wins and sometimes she loses. So yeah. it keeps her on her toes. Like, um, people always cheer so loud when she wins, though. she. <laughs> trying on a bathing suit and they're telling her how they can see her spider veins and her cellulite and stuff and if she goes I don't care because I love myself then everyone's like ah that's awesome but sometimes she doesn't win and uh, they take her down and then you know that happens sometimes
0: <laughs> what's in real life. That, what's the reaction when anxiety and depression went <laughs>
1: um, it's, it's not as fun for sure but we can sometimes use that to lead into another sketch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a specific situation. Where
0: and, and the other big one that I know of for sure is The Weeping Vag.
1: Yeah. So, and that one's like uh, sort of storybook theater style or masterpiece theater. Mm-hmm. where um, Either me or Ellie gets to read the story on a microphone in a like funny British accent. And, um, and then Kaylee gets into the situation. She like acts it all out. Usually a super, super normal, like, like our fringe play was she had to send this email and her phone was out of battery. Just like the silliest problem. That's not really a problem, but because of all the other shit going on in her life, it was a huge problem and she ends up like crying hysterically <laughs> <laughs> which happens oh my god the other day I had to scan something for someone and I had like a weeping badge moment in real life and I started crying I had to like stand up and make myself breathe because I'm like it's just a scanner like I can figure this out <laughs>
0: Has that yeah. become like, a, like a, a a shorthand for, yeah? Like it's just a weaving badge moment, like
1: totally. And people tell us all the time, like, "Oh, you should put that in a weaving badge." <laughs> <laughs> My mom will send me articles, or um, I know Ellie's mom has been <laughs> also <laughs> sending me things, and like, "Oh, this could be a weaving badge." Uh,
0: for the first you know year or so of your uh, time together as Girl Brain. You you've pretty much performed monthly like and a new show monthly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have a uh, a lot of material. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a a crazy first year challenge to write a, an hour long show every month. So we have 12 months. Um actually more than that cuz we went April till June. So a month, uh, a year, and a bit. And so, uh,
0: you yeah. So, with all that time and generating generating that much material, like, yeah. what is the process <laughs> that you all go through to do it?
1: Well, we got really good at it. Um, <laughs> we are each responsible for a third of the writing. Okay. Uh, we usually we usually just write up as much as we can on a theme. So we'll decide on the theme together um each month we either pick like oh it's um may let's do mother's day or december we'll do christmas or stuff or just like something that's on our mind and so we decide on the theme and then each go away and write for like about a week and a half to two weeks and then we start coming together and and reading it and editing it and casting it and trying different casting um and and then everything changes and we decide that, oh, that doesn't doesn't work at all, you have to go back and change that, and blah blah blah, and maybe we won't do that one at all. And then we go into rehearsal, which is usually like a week of rehearsal or less.
0: Yeah, but um, I mean, you're all performers and actors, you know you know what you're doing. Yes,
1: it's, totally. <laughs> you,
0: can, you can learn a giant book of of script in that much time. It's fine.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We're actually pretty good at memorizing. That's for sure. We've gotten good. Uh,
0: um,
1: but we actually are going, we, we were at the grindstone for that whole time, but we're moving to another theater where we'll have like more of a director and more people who are going to be like supporting us and popping in and giving us advice and stuff. So
0: yeah, I had, I had seen that announcement. So tell me about that.
1: We're moving to um, like a a theater with a real season. So they programmed us specifically, rather than like doing Grindstone, which we love, love Grindstone, but they're just a venue house. So anyone can book spots there. And they have nothing to do with the content or curating it at all. So for this will be part of their actual season. we're like, on that Saturday night, they're bringing us in because they think that will add to the conversation of their theater company. And the theater is Theater Network. Um, and they have a really cool theater called The Roxy. And it's bigger, so that's good, too. Mm.
0: Um, and you mentioned that, like, being part of this theater's programming, like, that there might be, you know, a a real director and other Mm -hmm. so are you
1: well we have um our awesome technician tessa Mm -hmm. who has who's really great as an outside eye so i think like she'll be helping out more with that Mm -hmm. um we want we just want to be like bigger and better and we're talking about like oh maybe we can have more costumes maybe we can have more set like maybe it can be more of a a planned out show Mm -hmm. And it would be, it's gonna be two acts probably. Well, we're still thinking about that, but. So we'll have like drinks at the intermission, special cocktails in the lobby, and maybe some entertainment in the lobby as well, and, and come in back for more. Yeah, so Tessa is gonna be awesome. And the, the, the artistic director of the space, Bradley Moss, he's also offered. His um, expertise. He's like, can I come play with you? I'd love to <laughs> see what's up. And we were like, oh yeah, that'd be cool.
0: But like at at the heart, it still will be the three of you generating the material.
1: We'll still write everything. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like so, there's no sense of like giving any of the 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 creative control over to another entity.
1: No. Okay. I think it'll just be easier to tell each other when something doesn't work. Sure. If we have someone to back us up. Right. Because <laughs> that's a, that's been a thing. Us as best friends going like, um, so do you think we can say that? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you <know, like
0: laughs> you spent all this time in Edmonton as girl brain doing monthly shows, which is still just mind boggling to me too. Like, That's just, it just feels like a lot of work and you start traveling. You went to Toronto, you came here to Philadelphia Mm -hmm. and you're about to head to Florida. So what's something like, have you noticed a difference in uh, your audiences between, you know, the various places that you've gone to besides Edmonton?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Like um, we have our regular fans, at the grindstone in Edmonton. So they know what we're all about. And right away when we come on stage, like they are ready for a girl brain show. Mm. And I think when we first performed in Toronto, people were not prepared because they're just there. We had an awesome audience. They were, it was packed at comedy bar and they were there to see sketch comedy and they were ready. But I think it took a good like 10 minutes for them to be like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> Into the show. Uh, we're like, oh, they're going to be talking about menstrual blood. <laughs> 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 or something like that. <laughs> Not all of our sketches about menstrual blood, but.
0: A I lot. We
1: started, I, we started it off pretty <laughs> strong. <laughs> At that one. So, So, yeah, that's the thing to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, when you go to, you know, a different place and a new audience, like. The more and more I th- i've thought about it and talked to people like that first sketch is mm-hmm. so important
1: yeah right and it really has to like kind of showcase you about like this is our mandate this is what we're trying to do even if it's just being silly um yeah that's important <laughs> eh?
0: i think yeah i think so um so how much how much did you hate philadelphia <laughs>
1: I love Philadelphia. <laughs> it was so awesome. And you were uh, such a good uh, tour guide. That was really fun.
0: Yeah, I, I try.
1: <laughs> we saw so much sketch too. I think we saw like um, like six or sometimes nine shows a night.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, basically every night that you were there, you stayed for the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it was so cool. And what an eye opener.
0: Good. What, like, how do you mean?
1: Well, we just saw some really cool ways of doing sketch, and and we totally incorporated some of the things that we were inspired by into our Fringe show that we just did. We just did the Edmonton Fringe Festival here, and we got to do eight shows, which we've never done before, um, of the same show. Mm. Different guests every night, as we have, like, a different musical performer um, or stand-up comedian come be a guest. But the whole show was the same for for eight nights
0: yeah what's that like performing the same show that much um, it that was quickly
1: it gave it that chance to to breathe and us to discover some more like things and and then you hit this weird part in the middle where you're trying to recreate something that doesn't work anymore <laughs> you know like all that stuff it's fun to figure out yeah there But that show in particular, like we've never written a show that had such a a narrative before we had like the same characters have a journey throughout the entire show. It was still a sketch and they'd meet silly characters along the way, um, but they were all on their own journey to figure something out Mm -hmm. and and they all met up uh, after figuring out all their problems and there was some type of resolution and then they all went to a concert at the end
0: (laughs) and that would be your guest (laughs) yeah exactly
1: exactly
0: yeah uh yeah I, i mean you mentioned like you know picking stuff up from other you know from going to festivals like for example like what's something that you have adopted from seeing other people doing it um the uh
1: do you remember Good Game? They're not together anymore. But Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like, that's what inspired us to try and write this show the way that we did. Okay. To have like a narrative. Do you see their Homeward Bound?
0: Um, I don't remember what I saw of theirs.
1: <laughs> it was like them, the whole journey was them trying to show the audience Homeward Bound the, on vh With the animals. Yeah, and that was, the whole show, the whole, like, uh, I think they had, like, 45-minute okay. show or whatever. And just shit kept happening, and and it, and they kept going off onto tangents, and there'd be sketches and reoccurring characters. But the whole show was about them trying to watch Homeward Bound. And it, like, it blew my mind a little bit. I was like, oh, we can do sketch, like, an an actual play with a journey and, and an arc. And it's not just one thing after the, another that's all super funny but doesn't tie together like we can make it more more of a whole
0: absolutely yeah
1: so that's where that came from but there's lots of little tidbits um that i enjoyed and we learned from And,
0: and you mentioned like the bit of excitement of possibility like uh of costumes and sets and yeah like expanding that kind of stuff and
1: yeah takes a little more planning (laughs) (laughs) so that's a dream
0: (laughs) (laughs) um we didn't talk about like what was your introduction to sketch comedy like you know on tv in the real world other than you know just diving headfirst for doing it with girl brain
1: um i didn't like have a lot of tv growing up we had like six channels so simpsons We're on one channel, (laughs) and (laughs) reruns of Seinfeld. We're on another. But um, I didn't really start watching Saturday Night Live until I was in my late twenties. But some of my favorites were like of Will Ferrell. Love those. Um, Like Tina Fey and stuff. Alec Baldwin.
0: I asked everybody uh, favorite uh, SNL cast member.
1: I think it's Will Ferrell. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: What? You don't uh, agree?
0: No, he's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah,
0: he's. <laughs> he's you theirs? know Mine's generally Phil Hartman.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very funny.
0: Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> um,
1: a, yeah, I I've watched um, them on YouTube and stuff, but I, I wasn't, I didn't have it on TV, so I didn't really watch like full episodes ever.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like that's a thing now. Is that, you know, how we consume media is changing so much that like no one watches it live anymore. All I do, but as much as I can. <laughs> but like everything's, you know, the next day on YouTube and yeah, seeing what's going on later.
1: I watched. Uh, I saw Jimmy Fallon's audition tape the other day. Okay. <laughs> and you know how like okay, so when you see him whenever he's on Saturday Night Live, he's always like laughing, cracking himself up.
0: Mm-hmm. But his
1: audition tape was so good. Oh my gosh. He it held it like, together? Like... It was it was so good. And all of the characters he did, it was like a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um just like one after the other.
0: It's kind of a bummer to always remember that he was like 20, like three or 24 when that happened.
1: Yeah. He was just a kid.
0: Yeah. Now that I say that in my 30s, like, ugh, oh, no. oh, jerk. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Again, no.
0: <laughs> so we talked about your experiential, like, Shakespeare company. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else that you're doing performance-wise or creative? Creative? Yeah,
1: I well, I work with kids a lot in kids' theater. So I spent the summer doing a lot of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then during the school year, I work with a residency company where we go into elementary schools and put on basically like a sketch show with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what they call it. They call it physical theater. Um, but what it, is that? Um, so we based on whatever themes the classroom decides uh, or something from the curriculum, like say leadership or, you know, being a good friend or something like that. um, We're going to make a three minute play with them and we try and work in a physical way. So we get them like making shapes in the classroom, like as a team, you know, like making a circle or making a X or making, you know, we start off really simple and then we, start telling stories with these shapes, Um, and then putting in as many jokes as we can and getting people to be silly characters and basically just like making a, a three minute sketch with the class about whatever they're working on, but trying to get everyone involved and stuff. Okay. And then, so each artist gets to work with three classes. So you end up having three little short plays uh, per artist depending on how big the school is the whole show ends up being like friday ends up being like an hour long or so
0: and everything is before like all the kids things are being performed at the same yeah, time and...
1: some uh well it's one after the other
0: so it's right like right uh, yeah not yeah. concurrently
1: <laughs> is <that like> chaos <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's it's the full meal deal too with like lights, sound, kids get microphones and costumes and uh, so there's often projection and it's huge, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like doing it a lot.
0: You know, you you trained as an actor, you you performed, I'm assuming, since a child.
1: Um, like... I started in junior high. I started okay. joined. On the drama team, yeah.
0: Still early enough. Do you, do you have a favorite... I, I didn't ask this earlier. Uh, do you have a favorite role that you did as a child? Like, as a teenager, college student? like?
1: There were lots of fun ones. Uh, I got to... In Cymbeline, I got to play Imogen in school, which was cool. Um, uh, what else do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I got to play... I'm only thinking of Shakespeare, but I got to play Mariah in Twelfth Night. Okay. That was my first Shakespeare I ever did and sort of fell in love with it.
0: What was it about Shakespeare that, that, you know, drew it to you?
1: As I, I really loved the mystery of who, who he was or wasn't and, and um, yeah, the history of when he was writing and what was going on at that time. And, who the people were that he would cast in those roles and what they were up to in their like crazy lives.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I also like realized how awesome it is to perform and see Shakespeare live compared to reading it in a classroom, which I hated in school. Yeah. I, I I could read it from front to back and not understand a single word and not even know the tone. Like, were they angry at each other?
0: <laughs> I yeah, don't very know. much. Like, well,
1: yeah. So it's just like not meant to be read in a classroom. I think that's kind of bullshit.
0: Yeah. The Shakespeare that's in my head, even, you know, going back, you know, the, the 15 years, you know, back in high school, like we would read it and then see a performance of it or, you know, like the movie version or, yeah. like, I still hold, uh, like, you know, we were talking, I mentioned how I loved King Lear. Mm-hmm. Um there was a version that was basically a, like a Shakespeare in the Park version with James Earl Jones as Lear like from 19 like 74 or 5 and it's awesome it's so good and like I'll hold that up on you know you know a platform for anything I love that version and everyone should watch it
1: yeah, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, yeah, it's James Earl Jones. Uh, Ryle Julia, who, like, before he died, was Gomez Addams in the Addams Family movies. He's, oh, my God, yeah. He's Edmund, and he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's great. Highly recommend.
1: 1970, what?
0: Like, four or five. Oh. Okay. What's something that you've learned from, I mean, we talked a little bit about when you've seen other groups and like you're incorporating some of those concepts or things that they others might be doing like just performative wise uh what's something that you've learned from doing comedy that you would pass on to someone that's brand new to the to the fun of sketch comedy oh
1: that's a good one um i say (laughs) find people that make you laugh to work with Um, and like, try and, try and tell truths. Like, I always say like, we're, we're kind of corny. We, we are, we like to spread love and not (laughs) hate. So I, I always say like, um, don't make fun of people for, especially if they can't change that part about them. Don't make fun of how people look and stuff. Um, but, but let's talk about issues and I don't know, just just have fun.
0: Yeah, make
1: <laughs> make make
0: fun of them for being a jerk, not for being like,
1: not for who they fundamentally are, yeah. or what they look like,
0: Un- unless <laughs> they are fundamentally a jerk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, then that's a
0: good,
1: <laughs> that's a good uh,
0: exception. And <laughs> then finally, I mean, you mentioned like all these other performance things and like wanting you know, having that dream role that Shakespearean role, like when you're older, Uh, why comedy? Why has Girl Brain filled up so much of your time in the last year, year and a half, two years?
1: I think it's because it's it's so relatable. I spent years and years um, since school trying to gather audience to come out to Shakespeare and it's been tough going even when it's a really good show. And it's really easy to put bums in seats when it's three funny ladies. <laughs> and um, we're able to have our platform and make our point. And there's there's so many people that are willing to listen because it's, it's easy, you know, like you're sitting there, you're laughing, but you're also going to go home and be like, yeah, so what did you think about blah, blah, blah. And, I think that's kind of that's kind of a cool way to talk about mm. issues. And we can just get more and more into that cuz we got your ear now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's that like spoonful sugar mentality of like Yeah. I think that's the play truth. with, you know, hard truths and stuff with laughter and might be able to deal with it or reckon with it a little bit better.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, Allison. Thank you so much. This was a blast.
0: Allison and the rest of Girl Brain are heading to Orlando, Florida this weekend to perform at CFL Sketch Fest, Saturday, September 21st in the 5 p.m. block. For tickets and more information, head to cflsketch.com. GirlBrain is performing at the Citadel Theater November 8th and 9th, and then joining the Theater Network's Roxy Performance Series starting in December. You can follow GirlBrain on Instagram at GirlBrainYEG and on Facebook at facebook.com girlbrain. And you can follow Allison's own account on Instagram at ADicey. Allison is also a founding member of Thou Art Here. And you can find more information at ThouArtHereTheater.com. If you live here in Philly, All Night Deli is performing at the Philly Improv Theater this weekend, followed by the debut of the new Fit House Team, Mural Outrage. For tickets and more information, head to FitComedy.com. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at PhillySketchfest.com. Follow Philly Sketchfest on Instagram at Philly The music on this episode is by the band No No which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.